Hey and welcome to the Intuitively Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a holistic health and food freedom coach. It's my mission to guide you into being the CEO of your own body and life. Each week, we will delve into all things eating and living intuitively, stepping into the most confident and powered version of you, and redefining your meaning of health and happiness so that you can leave feeling lit up, tuned in, and turned on by your life. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Intuitively Inspired Podcast. So today we're talking about a topic that is so close to my heart. It is something that I am so passionate about, and that is how to heal your relationship with food and your body. And the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because it is something that I battled with for such a long period of time. For over a decade, I struggled with disordered eating, emotional eating, binge eating. And honestly, it took me so long. It was the bulk of my healing journey really was healing my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and everything that comes along with that. And when I was going through this process, I honestly felt so alone. I had no idea that anyone else was struggling with this. I felt like I wasn't normal, like I was broken. And it was only after healing my own relationship with food and then training in holistic health, emotional eating and eating psychology that I then went into this work and realized how many women were struggling with the same thing and how many women were just in the same situation where they felt so alone, like there was no support, like it was not being spoken about. And, you know, if you think about it, whenever you're sat in the office or wherever you are, you probably notice that there are constantly talks of dieting. So there will always be groups of people stood together talking about the new diet that they're trying or the celebrity that lost weight through a certain diet or whatever it is. But no one's ever being raw and vulnerable about their relationship with food and the fact that they might have a destructive relationship with food. And I really want to normalize talking about that and making our road to a healthy relationship with food and our bodies part of the road to wellness, because that's exactly what it is. So to preface this, I also want to say that healing takes time. So as much as this is an episode on how to heal your relationship with food and your body, you really can't hack your way into healing. It's just not possible. So everyone is looking for that quick fix that, what can I do to do this? You know, how can I Google the answer and figure it out really quickly and get to the result of this problem as soon as I can? And this you know, healing your relationship with food and your body doesn't work in the same way, unfortunately. So diet culture has really taught us that our results are just 30 days away, right? Give it six weeks and you'll look like this. Give it 30 days and you'll look like this. And honestly, there is so much more to it than just food and just this one, two, three step process to healing your relationship with food. There's so much more to it and it just, it takes time. It's not something that you can put together in minutes and it's not something, unfortunately, that you can just Google your way out of, right? It's really important to understand and to acknowledge and accept the fact that it's gonna take time. 
Because this is another thing that I always see with one-on-one clients is because they're so used to the dieting world, they're thinking that their relationship with food will be healed in a matter of a week or a matter of a couple of weeks. And honestly, it's never the case. And we have to learn to be patient. We have to learn to give ourselves the time that we need. And if you think about the amount of time that you've probably been dieting, you can imagine that that work, it's often years and years and years that we've been dieting and being really destructive around food, you can imagine that that's going to take a lot of unworking, right? We're going to have to unlearn a lot of things in order to find a healthy relationship with food and in order to heal so that's the first sort of preface there is that it's going to take time and it's not something that you can really hack your way out of it's not something that happens overnight but I would also encourage you to try and enjoy the process as much as you possibly can try not to see it as something that is really really serious but really just view it as with that curiosity mindset instead so rather than judging yourself and getting angry with yourself and being really frustrated and really impatient and I know that it's harder than it sounds but really try to enjoy the process and try to see it as a lesson rather than something that is in the way and something that is stopping you from living your best life right try and see it as something that is a lesson Uh, something that you can learn from and again I know that it's easier said than done but oftentimes this feeling of guilt and shame and this feeling of failure only ever adds fuel to the fire so it's really important that you step back and say to yourself do you know what I know this is going to take time I've got all the patience and all the time in the world for myself I've been trying to diet for years and years and I've allowed that to fail over and over and it's the diets that have failed you not the other way around But now I need to give the same patience and the same energy into healing that and getting on my path to sustainable health. So another thing that I really want to preface here is the fact that healing your relationship with food oftentimes has got nothing to do with food itself, which is why you know, when most people are trying to fix their relationship with food through dieting, it really isn't helpful and it often gets us trapped into this binge restrict cycle is because actually it's not food that's the issue, right? So it's, that is the binge and the emotional eating is often a symptom of the problem and not the actual problem. So by changing your diet or by changing something in your lifestyle or your exercise routine isn't going to fix your relationship with food. And I think that's really, really important to mention, right? at the beginning is that getting to the root cause of the problem will actually support you in sustainable change rather than trying to deal with it on a very surface level aka your diet and what you're eating right so it's really really important to dig a little bit deeper and find out what is going on mindset wise a lot of the time this is much more to do with your emotional or your spiritual health and that is what needs work so we very much focus on our physical health but nobody ever talks about whether we are spiritually or emotionally healthy and that is just as if not more important than being physically healthy because your mindset is basically driving all of your behaviors and we definitely need to do another podcast episode on the importance of your beliefs and the importance of your mindset and how that really influences everything that you do in life but essentially your thoughts drive your behaviors. So if you are in a tough mental space, 
you are also going to act in a way that is aligned with that. So we'll do a podcast episode on that because I don't want to go off track too much, but it's really important that you have that at the back of your mind that actually mindset has to come first. And I think oftentimes when we're dieting, we think that, oh, well, I want to sort my body out first. And then when I've got the perfect body, then I'll do my mindset work. And actually it's got to be the other way around, right? We've got to deal with the mindset, with the emotional, with the spiritual health first. And then, you know, if we want to make any changes to our lifestyle, if we want to make any change, it's so much better from that place of self-acceptance and self-love rather than from a place of hatred for ourselves and basically self-loathing, right? So that's really important to keep in mind that it's not really about the food, that it's about so much more than that. And it's really important that we look at your health from a very holistic level rather than just about food. So in this episode, I am going to tell you three things that you absolutely need in order for you to heal your relationship with food. And these three things aren't necessarily destinations that you get to, but they are things that you practice over and over again and things that you strengthen over time. There are very much things within these three categories that I am still working on to this day and believe that I forever will, right? So they're not a destination. We don't have to get anywhere. It's not a race, but they are definitely things that we need to have a really good understanding of in order to have a healthy and thriving relationship with food and our bodies. The first one that I want to talk about is connection. So connecting with your body is an absolute must. And I don't know about you, but I know so many women and myself included, this is a huge part of my story where I just felt so disconnected from my own body. I looked in the mirror. I couldn't believe it was me. I did not make any effort to try and connect with my body or to connect with myself, right? Because this is not even just about connecting with your body. It's about connecting with who you are. I felt like my body was a separate entity from me and by doing so and by acting in that way, I drove an even bigger wedge between me and my body. I really acted like my body was separate. I acted like my body was fighting against me all the time. I acted like my body was punishing me all the time and I just didn't like it and I didn't want to get to know it. I didn't want to connect with it. I wanted nothing to do with it, right? And so I was so disconnected and this is what I see with women that I work with all the time is that they're so disconnected from their bodies that their hungerfulness cues are so out of whack. Their biofeedback and cravings are just so out of whack because they're so disconnected from their bodies that they're not, you know, they stopped listen to, listening to it years ago, right? And so if you're never listening to your body's hungerfulness cues, for example, why would it carry on letting them off, right? If it's telling you that it's hungry and we're ignoring it for years and years, then why would it continue to send us those signals? It would just save the energy and say, well, I'm not listened to, right? And you can almost see how this would work if you were in a relationship with someone else, right? Imagine if you were in a relationship with someone and you were like, hey, can you support me with this? Or hey, can you support me with this? And that person was just like, no, no, I can't hear you. Don't know what you're talking about. You know, eventually we would expect to lose that relationship. We would lose that connection with someone else. So in order to heal your relationship with food and your body, you absolutely need to begin working on this connection piece and connecting with yourself and strengthening your relationship with yourself looks very different to everyone, right? So maybe for you, it's standing in front of the mirror and saying, I accept myself. 
Maybe it's practicing self-sensuality. Maybe it's sitting in the bath with your favorite essential oils and really allowing yourself to be with and sit with your body. Maybe it's starting a journaling practice and really noting down what your body is trying to tell you. Maybe it's being more mindful throughout the day so that you can notice how your body is feeling. Maybe it's actually allowing yourself to listen to your emotions and to understand where those emotions are manifesting in the body. So it's really important that you find something that works for you in this area. It is probably going to be vastly different to what works for someone else. But what I would probably recommend is heading over to your journal and writing the question, how can I reconnect with my body and seeing what comes up for you? Maybe it's that you want to do some movement and it's very breath-based, intentional, intuitive movement. Maybe it's that you just want to go out in nature a little bit more in complete silence so that you can begin to connect with yourself but really anything that promotes you sitting with yourself and potentially, you know, really looking inwards and really being, just being in your body and spending time mindfully with yourself is going to be really supportive in this area. So the second thing that I wanted to touch on is trust. So once you've learned to reconnect with your body, you then need to trust that it is going to do its thing. Your body wants you to be healthy. Your body is built in order to help you feel at your best, right? That's why we have all of these systems. That's why we have all of these incredible organs that do what they do. And your body is fully capable of looking after you. The only reason that you feel that your body has failed you to a certain extent is because we have tried to be in the driver's seat and we've tried to control what it's doing the whole time. We're trying to restrict and we're trying to hack the system and we're trying to quicken the metabolism and we're trying to do all of these different things. And what that's actually done is really gotten in the way of what our body just naturally does, right? So it's really important that as you start to reconnect with your body, you also then practice letting go a little bit and practice allowing your body to do what it needs to do. So a really good example of this is if you feel hunger. So if you feel hunger and you are trying to strengthen the trust between yourself and your body, I would really encourage you not to ignore it, right? Your body knows if you're hungry and if it's telling you that it's hungry, the chances are it's hungry. And sometimes we don't always understand our bodily cues, right? So we might think, for example, but I only ate an hour ago, so I can't be hungry again. When realistically, there is a good chance that you might be hungry, right? Especially if you're at a certain phase in your cycle or especially if you did a lot of movement the day before it doesn't always need to be on the same day right sometimes it can be a day before two days before your body is catching up and maybe it just needed some energy in order to do something in the body maybe you're fighting off an infection and it needs more needs more nutrients maybe it needs more energy to do something that you don't even know is happening right so when you're feeling hunger practicing that trust means actually going and reaching for food and doing it in a way that's really mindful and really respectful to yourself right So it's super, super important that we understand that our body wants us to feel energized. It wants us to feel vibrant and healthy. So we need to trust that it is going to allow us to get to that place when we let go, 
right? And when we really trust. And because at this point, we're so connected with our bodies that we're not doing these things out of emotion. We're not doing these things because we've got this effort attitude where we're like, whatever, I'm gonna eat whatever I want, whenever I want. We're connected with our body enough to know that this is genuinely our body talking and not our ego. Now we can really trust that our body is just working for the greater good, right? And it's really supporting us into feeling our best. So your body always knows best, okay? And that's really, really important. And that's why this trust piece is just as important as connecting with your body. So the third thing that I wanted to talk about, and again, something that's so, so important for healing your relationship with food and especially your body for this one, is self-respect, okay? So, so many people are talking about self-love and I'm a huge advocate of self-love, but self-love not being a destination, but being a practice. And self-love can sometimes, you know, we're rolling our eyes and thinking, gosh, yeah, I don't need another face mask. I don't need more candles or whatever it is. That is not what self-love is. But if that seems a little bit too far-fetched for you, let's just talk about very basic self-respect, okay? So acting from a place of respect for yourself and your body, right? So nobody manages to quit emotional eating and heal their relationship with food by bitching and moaning about themselves all day long, right? By self-loathing. It doesn't work that way. And the reason for that is because your thoughts often impact your behaviors. In fact, the majority of your time, the the time your thoughts are actually impacting your behaviors. So if your thoughts aren't self-respecting, then your behavior around food and your behavior around your body isn't going to be self-respecting either. So start with the way that you talk about yourself, right? So next time you catch yourself, prodding or pinching or bad-mouthing yourself in the mirror, correct it to, I'm healing. I'm working on it. You know what? I'm not perfect yet, but I'm working on it, right? So it doesn't need to be, oh, I love my body. I love myself. Maybe it's just, I'm working on accepting myself. I'm healing. These kind of mantras can be really, really helpful for generating self-respect without going too far by saying, oh yeah, I really love myself. There's a lot of noise about self-love at the moment. And although I find it really great that people are working towards body acceptance, sometimes it's a little bit too much for some people. So start where you're at, right? And really think about how you would act if you really respected your body. So another example here is the way you eat, for example. So if you're a really self-respecting person, would you eat stood up next to the cupboard? No, you probably wouldn't. If you were a self-respecting person and if you've got kids and friends and partners and things like that, you wouldn't go and send them to go and eat stood next to the cupboard, you would say, oh, sit down, have it on a plate, you know, really enjoy the experience of eating this food. So why are you any different, right? Make sure that you're treating yourself with the self-respect that you deserve. And what happens is when you start to act in that way, your mindset will often shift too, right? So it's really, really important to respect yourself. And again, goes back to this idea that if you just had an effort, I'm gonna eat whatever I want, whenever I want attitude, that isn't self-respecting either because that's not you being connected with your body. That's not you trusting your body. That's you going with your ego and your emotions, right? So really asking yourself, if I was a self-respecting person, how would I act in this moment? What would I do for myself, right? So that's one to really think about as well. And again, that will look completely different to every single person. So maybe sit with your journal and ask yourself, 
what can I do to support myself in feeling as respected as I possibly can? Or something like that and really brainstorm new ideas that come to mind that will support you in acting in a self-respecting manner to yourself. And even if you say, for example, you know, oh, well, Sarah, I just don't respect myself. Well, you don't have to right now. You don't have to believe it in your mind right now, but can you act in that way? Can you at least practice? And every time that doesn't go to plan, rather than being in a situation where you're really beating yourself up about it, being like, okay, no worries, I'll try again. Okay, so we're always, and like I said, right at the very beginning, this is gonna take time, enjoy the process, know that this is not anything that's particularly very serious. We're viewing everything with curiosity and not judgment. So every time that something's getting in the way or sometimes, you know, when you believe that you might've made a mistake, it's okay, don't worry about it. Just work to try again next time and it's absolutely fine. So those are the three things that I wanted to touch on in this episode that I just think are super, super important. And I really hope that this has given you a really good place to start with your relationship with food. So connection, connection to yourself, connection to your body, trust, trusting your body, trusting that your body is has infinite wisdom in order to deal with the food that you put in your body, the way that you move and everything else. We don't need to try and hack the system it's really important that yes there are foods that support your health um, but by restricting and depriving ourselves and trying to do things that aren't sustainable isn't actually helping your body it's just getting in the way and self-respect so acting in a way that is self-respecting treating yourself like you would treat your friend treating yourself like you would treat a child So I think that nicely sums up the three points and the three things that are really going to support you into healing your relationship with food, connection, trust, and self-respect. Now, if you've been listening to this episode and you are like, oh my goodness, I needed to hear this. This is exactly the work that I need to do. I need to stop focusing and micromanaging what I'm eating. And I need to actually start looking inwards and tuning in and understanding my body on an emotional, a spiritual, and a physical level and you know that this is work that you need to do and you would like some support, please do reach out to me because I would love to work with you one-on-one. This is exactly what my program will walk you through the process of doing step-by-step, baby steps at a time with my support one-on-one. So if this has resonated with you and you are just feeling so like, oh, mind blown, this is the work that I need to do with myself, please do drop me a DM on Instagram and let me know. Uh, Let's have a chat. I also do discovery calls so if you're in a situation where you would like to learn a little bit more about the program and how it works and whether it's a good fit for you we can jump on a discovery call and I would love to find out more about you and your story and where you're at yourself and you can ask me anything you want to ask me about the program I can explain to you how it works but essentially it will walk you through this entire process of healing your relationship with food and your body and finding sustainable health that actually works long term so I hope this has been helpful I hope that this has given you a few pointers as to where to start with healing your relationship with yourself. This is honestly the best work that you will ever do. I know that it's not a quick 30-day detox. It doesn't sound as snazzy as a six-week workout series or whatever else, but this is work that essentially will support you from the inside out. It's so much more sustainable and there are so many times that I have reached out to clients that I started working with over a year or so ago and they finished the program and it's long gone and they're still in a situation where they're not binging, they're not eating emotionally because these are things that are so sustainable, so long-term and it's essentially just you being the CEO of your body, which as you know, I am all about. So I really, really hope that you took so much from this episode. Please do DM me and let me know. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, 
I would absolutely love it if you could leave me a review as well. Um, I'm only just available on Apple Podcasts. So I'm very, very excited to start getting some feedback from you guys on how you found the podcast and what you've taken from it and everything else. So thank you so much. And I will speak to you in the next episode. If you loved this podcast, please do share it with a friend or leave a review. It would mean the world. Also, don't forget to find me on IG as I would love to connect with you. You can find me at Sarah Elizabeth Health. Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. Sending you so, so much love and I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode.